you've probably heard the arguments by Trump regarding his legal troubles. He's saying that it's a witch hunt, that it's election interference, and that they're going after him so they don't have to go after his supporters and all that all that kind of stuff. You know, the Jim Jones, I'm a martyr kind of stuff. The, the idea that it's merely a hatred for Trump is easily disproven if one simply takes into account the crimes listed. And many of these crimes have been public and admitted by Trump and even his legal team. It's not accurate to label an entire political group as sadistic based on the desire to see justice for what are obvious crimes. Some Democrats may argue that they want to see Trump held accountable for actions they believe may have violated the law during his time in office, as well as after, in some cases possibly even before he was in office. These actions could include allegations of attempting to overthrow American democracy, obstruction of justice, abuse of power, financial improprieties, the uh, misuse of secret documents, including even nuclear secrets. So it bears repeating, Trump did it to himself. He brought all this heat upon himself. You know, however, Republicans will say the language Democrats are choosing to employ to describe the president's alleged actions are nothing but slander. Well, in a lot of cases, you don't even have to really say alleged actions because many of them were actually actions in public. You know, the uh, Republicans will still say these assertions are specifically designed to delegitimize the presidency of Trump and to inflict additional shame upon his, upon his supporters. However, we know Trump has been attacking Democratic elections from the start, among other things. Ruth Ben-Ghiat, a New York University historian who studies authoritarian propaganda, noted of Trump, he set up the idea since 2016 that elections themselves are corrupt and cannot be trusted. This is seven years now of this narrative. That is true. He started saying that, you know, well before 2020. And he really got that ball rolling, of course, which is how he got into the legal turmoil. He really kicked things up a notch with the 2020 election, and now he's paying a price for it. Well, to an extent. He has yet to be really fully held accountable for any of this. But, you know, he's always the victim, so if he's being pressured at all, then it's, you know, akin to some sort of persecution because that is what happens when you have a persecution complex. Considering all the ways Trump tried to overturn the election, it only makes sense to call him out on it and to hold him accountable for trying to prove his case in every way other than the legal, ethical, factual way. 
it pays to call him out on everything else too. So people have, you know, that's one of the consequences of being a public figure, you know, and uh, in some cases, may, maybe people do, you know, s say things that are untrue about him as they do about other public figures. But that's actually one of the prices of fame. And apparently Donald Trump didn't get that memo either. Uh, but anyway, you know, when Trump was called out for being unethical and acting in a fashion consistent with white supremacy, he was labeled a racist and a white supremacist. Accordingly, if it quacks like a duck, you know, it, it may well be a duck, as the saying goes. Such accusations are not inherently discriminatory, and if any of the name-calling only serves to discredit anyone who, who supports him, then so be it. You know, I mean, that's another consequence, too. You know, if you support somebody who has a questionable history and says and does questionable things, it might tarnish your own reputation. That is one of the prices that you, as a fan of certain public figures, take. You know, you, you, pay, you might pay that price. And, of course, Trumpists have themselves been name-calling and lying this entire time, calling anyone in the LGBT community groomers and pedophiles, claiming all Democrats and liberals are communists, and pretending that no Democrats or liberals are Christian, etc., etc. And not only, not only are you know plenty of Democrats actually Christian, but I even know a Christian anarchist. So I mean, people might want to look into that kind of stuff as well. You know, some people do not live their lives according to some far right propaganda. Meanwhile, as if to fit the profile, Republicans are clamoring for all kinds of discrimination and censorship against any groups commonly despised by white supremacists. And hey, what a coincidence that would be. It, yeah, that, that's obviously just a coincidence. Yet they will express concern over supposedly false rumors about Trump, even if indictments backed by Grand juries painstakingly make the evidence clear and easy to understand, you know. However, even without legal cases, we also could know plenty of bad things about Trump already. We could know that he either enjoys committing sexual assault or at least fantasizing about it. He famously bragged about it on the grab him by the pussy tape. And, you know, maybe he thought he was just being you know, boastful and uh, all that kind of stuff. But we also know that he sexualizes his daughters as he has repeatedly done on TV and not just on Howard Stern's show, but on other appearances as well. There's The View, Wendy Williams, and Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous and possibly others that I still haven't heard of yet. Um, but those are the main ones when it comes to that. There's also no denying that he stole a bunch of classified documents and refused to return them. You know, that was a scandal. And if, if, you, if you take classified documents, you will probably pay a price for it. That's something that happened to 
other people throughout history. And even if you uh, mishandle one page of a document, you might end up either in prison or paying a serious fine or something like that. When you do all of these things and say and do practically everything possible to turn a huge portion of the country against you, then you have to understand there is an assumption of risk for your words and deeds. In other words, Trump did it to himself. I know he is a gifted demagogue with particular skill in manipulating his base, but that is not all of the press and certainly not all of the U.S. Not everyone falls for his shtick. He is not the standard politician whose worst fault is that he made unfounded promises to voters. He is of a similar ideology to numerous authoritarian leaders throughout history and has the clear personality traits of either a sociopath or a psychopath. I know those words are rather interchangeable, so that's how I'm using them here. I doubt Trump or most of his followers have read Hitler's Mein Kampf or My Struggle in the English translation. However, they do not need to read that in order to be neo-fascist. They don't really need to be all that familiar with history at all. In fact, due to what is called the banality of evil, evil, move, evil movements do not necessarily require anything much. Um, they don't require that the uh, movement be supported by the very worst types of people. You know, they, they require that good people say or do nothing, and there can be enough evil people that such authoritarian movements can advance further ahead. You know, that's one of the things that we see in history. Even though we always hear about the liberal media, we cannot simply count on mainstream media outlets and institutions such as the New York Times to convey the dangerous situation we are still in. You know, we, we need to uh, look at all, all kinds of media, you know, and including a lot of uh, non-mainstream sources, so to speak, to, to get a more full picture. Of course, you know, when it comes to that, there's a danger of disinformation and misinformation. But there are some cred credible uh, non-mainstream news sources that actually care about facts and might give you a more complete picture of, you know, the, the current events, including what is happening with Trump. We also cannot simply rely on legal proceedings and related accusations to simply work themselves out and expect everything to uh, go perfectly or anything like that. People really do have to work to create alternative organizations to the status quo, in some cases basically from the bottom up or the ground up, as certain institutions and even entire states increasingly cede themselves to various elements of neo-fascism. You know, just because you live in, in a blue state and you think you're safe, that does not mean the uh, red states couldn't accrue more power and become a greater threat to not only them, not only their own populations, but 
to populations outside of those states. By saying we need alternatives to the status quo, that does not mean we gladly let fascists take over all of our institutions, but that people mobilize in new organizations in greater numbers, in addition to some of the older ones, to restore normalcy and actual freedom, not just the Republican-style freedom of you are free to be like me, but real freedom and, you know, democracy. And these things I say against the far right are not just vague accusations. These are real-life provable claims and often provable in real time. It's not about Democrats versus Republican, but fact versus fiction, smart versus stupid, right versus wrong, and about standing up against bigotry and hate masquerading as campaigning. Authoritarianism has already become too normalized. The new normal of neo-fascism has to be discredited at all levels, in all possible ways, and held accountable. It just so happens that tr Trump hap happens to be one of the main uh, sources of the uh, legal troubles happening right now regarding the neo-fascist movement. And he has become the most visible face of it. So it is refreshing to see that he is, to some degree, being held accountable and actually maybe sweating a little bit. You know, that's, that's, not, that's not all that we have to look forward to. And we're not quite out of danger yet, but it does seem like maybe, maybe some good things are actually going to start happening, especially as the youth vote might creep more into the uh, system in the coming years. And that would include 2024 and, of course, future elections, if those future elections are actually able to happen, which is why these current legal proceedings are perhaps very important. Well, that's really all I have to say about this stuff right now, and you have a nice day.